This can be a scary place. Dark shadows creeping in the moonlight. Unfamiliar sounds surrounding you. Stalking you. Is it a ghost? A werewolf? Or something more? Human. What would you do if you found yourself lost? In the strange woods? Join us as we discuss the paranormal, true crime, and anything in between with your hosts, Jeremy. Get out, ghost. Get. Jonathan. Very sticky tentacles. And Peter. Maybe baby teeth have little ghosty antennas. Welcome to the Strange Woods Podcast. I've learned a life lesson recently. And that is to befriend old white dudes with money because they just give you things. So I have a coworker who, he's an older guy, but he's into computers. He builds PCs, he games a little bit. And so I would just always bullshit with him about computer stuff. And then, so whenever I finally built my computer back right after COVID, I didn't have a monitor and really money to buy a monitor. So he's just like, oh yeah, I got this one lying around. And it was like this $300 Dell monitor that was like a, you know, 1440p monitor, really nice. I'm like, oh, awesome. I've been using it. Sweet. And I'm getting to the point to where like, I kind of want to mount it on a mount and I couldn't mount that particular model just due to its design. It wasn't VESA compatible, so I couldn't screw anything into the back of it and mount it. Mm. So I was just joking with him because I was talking with him the other day about company computers and how bad they are. And I'm like, just joking, like, hey, man, do you got another monitor? I want to mount mine. He's like, yeah, what you looking for? I'm like, what? <laughs> It's just funny because we were, we were talking about, basically I asked him like, yeah, man, I, you jokingly, you got anything else? And then he fires back with, hold on. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> so just, these are the next four things he texted me. What size are you looking for? I'll send you pics tonight. <laughs> you like? I promise, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, yeah. I realized I have a sugar daddy. <laughs> no, but anyway, so he sends me the pictures of um, his 27-incher. Mm-hmm. And, Whoa. And, and it's like a $500 monitor. And like, it's, I feel like I read that book. It's like, <laughs> it's like really modern. It's super nice. It has like HDRs, 144 hertz refresh rate. Very sticky tentacles. Yeah, very sticky. And I, I was like, dude, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah, I'll bring it to you. Sure. Yeah. And all I got to do, dude, seriously, just talk with old rich white dudes and they'll give you their, their sloppy seconds. Does he have it just lying around or, or he bought yeah, it Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he just keeps <laughs> it lying around all the time. Uh, no, he replaced it recently with another monitor. Anyway, moral of the story, get a sugar daddy. Note it. Yeah, but today we're not talking about sugar daddies. We're talking about the children. Welcome to episode 23 of the Strange Woods podcast. Yeah, I can't believe we have... 23 episodes already. Like 23 main episodes. They're all hot garbage, but it's good. Oh yeah, all but like one or two of them. <laughs> Every now and then we have a good one. We will figure it out sooner or later. It's when we have other people on. That's when it's best. Yeah. <laughs> when it's someone else talking. Yeah, but this episode's going to be all about kids and their connection to the paranormal. Because it just seems like kids are more open to seeing and believing in what adults can't see and believe. It's going to be a roundtable type discussion and we're going to tell some personal stories and stuff. Uh, But first, we have a listener's story from the Hauntings Paranormal and the Unexplained Facebook page from Laquilla Doe. Um, And uh, oh, yeah, we have a special guest tonight. My wife, Brittany. She's been on before. Everyone loves her. Hello, everyone. (laughs) 
Hello. <laughs> so we're going to make her read it. Yep. I've been dragged back into the spookiness. Laquella Doe from Georgia. Hauntings, Paranormal, and the Unexplained Facebook page. So I grew up in a neighborhood that was built in the 1980s. Nice place, pretty normal. I didn't really have a dad and my mom worked a lot, so I spent a lot of time by myself at home. When I was maybe two or three, I met a boy named Frank. He looked maybe five. Dirty blonde hair, black shorts, white shirt, black vest. He would play with me and sometimes he would even take my toys and hide them. Some of them I still haven't gotten back. My mom just ignored it, assuming he was an imaginary friend. When I was about six, I could finally start leaving the house to play with other kids in the neighborhood. We would play in the woods behind the house and I remember there was an old cemetery behind some of the houses. I didn't think anything of it because I was young and I wanted to keep playing. Frank would still always be at the house, usually in my room. It was like his safe space. It was mine too. There was a creepy lady in all black picture from one of the movies, The Woman in Black, that would hover over the staircase and chase me up and down the stairs. She even attacked a dog once. She was so scary and I mean, I usually avoided the stairs. At 10, I moved out and kind of forgot about Frank, but my grandmother still owned the house and I still kept some toys in my old room for wherever I would visit. Toys would still go missing, then randomly appear and I'd still hated the staircase to this day. When I was about 20, I moved back into the old house and even slept in my old room. Frank was still there and we still get along. It's really weird having a friend that never ages but I realized he wasn't an imagined fairy friend or anything. He was a ghost. I'd also remembered the old cemetery, so I went to check, and I found one of the gravestones belonging to Frank Fowler, who died at four, 11 months in 1886. My grandmother still owns the house, and I still occasionally go back to play with him. He's just a sweet kid that wants a friend, and when my grandmother sells the house, I hope a new family with young kids buy the house. I definitely want to go over and meet them and tell them the story so that they can meet Frank and play with him too. Then have them pass the word along to the next owners and the next. And also now that I'm grown up, my grandmother believed me about Frank and even went to the local historical society and found out tons of information about him and his family. The neighborhood was built on an old apple orchard plantation and was owned by one of the wealthiest, oldest families in town. The Inn. I think... My favorite part about this is how um, she had to write in there that some of the toys still are missing. Like she's still, <laughs> still pissed off that she didn't get those toys back. And I think that's, I think that's something everyone kind of relate to. Cause I think there's toys that like I lost as a kid. And it's like, man, what the heck happened to those? Yeah, definitely. I had a Game Boy back before it was a Game Boy color. I had a Game Boy pocket. It was black and I don't know whatever happened to that thing. And I'm pretty sure I had an imaginary friend as a kid. So maybe it was a ghost and he stole my Game Boy. I don't know. Ghosts have taken them. But you said that you still see him like he's still there. That's crazy. Like I'd, I'd be curious to know, can he tell you like history about himself or anything like that? And thank you, Laquilla, for sending that story in. Uh, I'm going to have nightmares about the lady over the stairs. Yeah, it's a good story overall. I like the story. It's pretty interesting. I like the idea of, Passing it along to the next person and the next and the next. I mean, since the story said Georgia, I was thinking about it. All the apple orchards are in North Georgia. So I don't know. It, it's interesting. North Georgia is kind of, it has its own spooky little tales being at the base of the Appalachian. Appalachian? Is, hold on, is that how y'all pronounce it in Georgia? The Appa people. 
I really want to pronounce it, but yeah. Jeremy, the people of Appalachia are going to rip you a new one. <laughs> no, I, I also think what's cool here is that she singled out specifically the stairwell that still makes her uncomfortable because this idea is kind of going to be a theme in a lot of the stories that me and Brittany have to where it's always just like one object for some reason that you kind of like latch onto with this negative energy and just kind of like sticks around in your head. So yeah, more on that later. Oh, I do want to point something else out. How long do I have to practice before I can read like Brittany? Um, she reads a lot, like oh, a okay. lot. It, <laughs> Reading in your head and verbalizing the words, two different things. No, yeah. So this episode will be about children and how they seem to be a little more sensitive to the paranormal than adults and whether it be they lose it as they become adults or or what. I don't know. You know, modern... Are we talking like The Sixth Sense? Yeah, like The Sixth Sense. Great movie. Never seen it. Uh, I'm sorry. A, a good documentary about ghosts and children. <laughs> um, yeah, just like that. <laughs> I've lost what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I mean, so I know you lost what you were going to say, but the concept of, of kids, you know, being closer to the veil, if you want to put it that way. I don't know. It's weird because the innocence of a child, I mean, you almost feel like you have to believe them at times. Uh, when they, because a child doesn't know if it's lying or if it's, well, I mean, I guess at times they know if they're lying. But oh, like, they know. Well, before they get to a certain age, they're not sure, you know, if they're telling you the truth or if they're telling you what they actually see. So imaginary, you know, quote unquote, imaginary friends or, you know, past experiences, it, it's all pretty wild and crazy. In modern science, you know, quote unquote, would say it's just because kids are a lot more imaginative at a younger age. So that's why they think they're seeing ghosts or stuff like that, you know, and that's why they have these imaginary friends. But what if it's not their imagination? What if these imaginary friends, as everyone loves to call them, are simply ghosts that have latched onto these children and they're the only ones who can see them? Well, in the psychology articles I was reading, it says that that's what a lot of specialists think is that they're so imaginative and their brains are not quite able to fully distinct between like fact and fiction and keep them completely separate. So sometimes those imaginations and thoughts get muddled. And so it almost takes on like a hallucinogenic area in their mind where like they've 100% believe that they see these things or that this happens or they're not quite sure. And it's hard being a little kid. Your brain isn't no, doesn't know how to work properly yet. And things get all wibbly wobbly. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good point because when I think back to childhood, sometimes I struggle to separate dreams from reality and things that would have happened in a dream or something that actually happened to me. And sometimes those do get a little muddy together. And I don't know if that's the same for y'all growing up or not. That's the same for me right now sometimes. <laughs> oh, I can agree with that. Trying to remember like childhood events, yes. I can definitely agree with that. There's people in elementary school that I remember but have never seen since then. And I swear I made them up. And then, you know, you come across a yearbook and there they are, you know, they're real. Yeah. But you're just so far removed when you get to a certain age, you know, it just, it doesn't seem real. In kindergarten, I'm pretty sure on the first day of school, somebody pissed on my shoe. But like, what if they didn't? What if I just dreamed that and made it up? I don't know. It's crazy to think about the concept of, it was that actually real or is that a fabricated memory? I mean... And that's one of the things with like uh, regression therapy and stuff. Like when people try to go to people to try to remember stuff, it, it's real hard. It's easy for the brain to fabricate things. Yeah. They say that that's a very loose topic. Like it's very, it's, it's not reliable at all. 
Yeah, that's like eyewitness accounts in a crowd where the crowd watches something happen. And if one person mistakenly says something that was false as fact, then everybody starts believing it was fact, even though they witnessed with their own eyes that that didn't actually happen. Yeah, that's a weird phenomena. Human brains are just weird, I think. And squishy. And very squishy, I would assume. But the the child thing and the, the children knowing things and doing things and seeing things that are different and unexplained. I think I've referenced this story before, but it still blows my mind. Like Macy, my daughter, they were sitting in the living room one time talking and it was her, my wife and her talking. And she was young. I think Hannah said maybe younger than three, two or three. She saw a picture of Hannah's dad who had passed away years ago when Hannah was a teenager. And she says, I know him or I met him. And that story still blows my mind. And Hannah, you know, prompt, didn't prompt her, but she asked her after, like, what do you mean you know him? How do you know him? Where would you know him from? And she says, I met him in heaven before I came here. And for a two-year-old or three-year-old that doesn't know the person or knows the concept of heaven and things like that, that story just blows my mind. There's a bunch of strange child stories like that that I just find kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's not like at that age a kid would know, hey, if I say this story, maybe it'll freak my parents out. You know, like they're not thinking about that. Yeah. That's a weird story, man. But sometimes the kids are just f***ing with you. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be cussing anymore. Sometimes the kids are just hecking with you. (laughs) Our son loved ghosts when he was little. Yeah. So he is now, you know, came and said that he was just messing with us at the time. But it was, I think, closer to when we first moved here. So it had it been 2018, 2019, you know, he would claim that there was a, you know, a ghost in the house that he would kind of hang out with and stuff. And I think on our, actually our very first pilot episode, I kind of talked about this a little bit. So I'm going to talk about it again. Go ahead and check out the pilot episode if you want to hear me talk about it the first time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, he'd always talk about, it was a ghost that would hang out with him in his, uh, his playroom. And he described it as being an older man. And I think that was about the only description he gave. But one day we had some family over as my brother and his wife. And I think my mom and my sister-in-law kind of gets freaked out by ghost stories and ghosts and really anything paranormal. And so just to mess with her, we're like, hey, Levi, why don't you uh, tell us about your ghost friend? And he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And then so he just walks into the other room and he's gone for 20 or 30 seconds. And he comes back. And he's, you know, his body motion is like he's holding the hand of an adult (laughs) walking with him. And then he just gingerly like lets go of the hand and ushers it in my sister-in-law's direction. Fuck that. He's right here. But you said he was messing with y'all? So well, okay, but look, now he knows he's a little turd, right? (laughs) So he intentionally does stuff and he's at the age where kids are starting to like gaslight you so uh, when we like yeah I ask him about things he likes and he will say that he doesn't so he he intentionally messes with us now and he I feel like he doesn't even remember his ghost phase his ghost era yeah. because- and, and just uh judging by the year he would have been around four years old so that's when we first moved here between the 2018-19 era so he was yeah. three going on four and yeah. our son has a like Children with ADHD typically have a speech delay and need to go to speech therapy, which we started in the school he currently goes to um, at three. 
So my son couldn't even talk well. And the first thing he started talking about a lot was ghosts. And I'm not saying that's my fault, but he had a spooky mom. (laughs) I mean, at that age, is he now saying that, yeah, I was just messing with y'all because he knows we talk about it because he knows they're, you know, that now it's cool or, you know, it's something we talk about. Like, was it real? Then, yeah, yeah. So at the time that it happened, he didn't really give any indication that he was messing with us. Um, he didn't say that yeah. until, honestly, the pilot episode, because he was standing next to me and I was talking about it. And off to the side, he says, I was just messing with y'all. But like, so four years later, he's like, I was just messing with you. He also is at the age where he gets embarrassed yeah. by his own antics sometimes mm-hmm. when we tell other people. So, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, is he is he embarrassed of the story? And he's like, "Yeah, that that wasn't true, Dad. Just don't worry about it. I was I was completely messing with you." Mm, it, it, hard like, to tell. He's a kid. Yeah, I don't know. I still would like to believe that that the kids in general are a little closer to the veil. The one uh, where the kids come and they just start talking about a person they've never met or never seen, and they're like, "Oh, I met this person." before I was born or I knew this person before I was born and they told me to tell you that they love you or whatever or that it's okay. Those are creepy stories, but they're heartwarming creepy stories. Yeah, like Macy, like legit, like didn't know that that would have been Hannah's dad and told Hannah that, that, hey, I knew your dad. Like she basically said that. Yeah, those kind of things always blow my mind, especially when they have knowledge of something that they shouldn't. I mean, yeah, part of me is like, that's awesome. And then I guess the cynic in me is like, well, maybe just growing up, she saw that picture and in a dream, you know, experienced this. Or maybe she, you know, is telling the truth. Who knows? Like I said, who who can distinguish between fact and fiction as a young child? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no telling if it's true or not. But I mean... Putting skepticism to the side, it's a fun story to believe. Yeah, all that, and it's a story that, like y'all said, kind of happens a lot, you know, across the world. There's always stories like that. Um, So maybe there's a reason for that many similar stories. Not me. My mom and my aunt and everyone has like these creepy little ghost stories about seeing things or whatever or having premonition dreams. And I never got to talk to a ghost. I'm so upset. Never (laughs) seen a ghost. Still salty about it. Well, I apparently had a, a imaginary friend when I was a kid. My mom told me about it, but I don't have a single memory of it. Or maybe I still have imaginary friends and I started a podcast with them. Yeah, we're not real. Uh, no, part of me wonders sometimes. One day I'm just going to like realize that everything around me is just made up in my own head. And I'm actually just like alone on a sofa, just balled up and confused. In a white padded room with a jacket on. Yeah. But no, I never, I never had imaginary friends or anything like that. My experiences were, I guess, a bit darker. <laughs> no, but like you said, it's something about that age range. Between three and five, I find, is when at least all my experiences, and it sounds like Brittany and her brother's experiences that we'll talk about in a little bit, it all tends to be in that, that age range. And I don't know. If- yeah, and whether it's a biological reason, like you mature a little more or you just something... Ca- happens to you at that age where you're less open to it you know i don't i don't know well i know as you're growing i mean children are freaking sponges like they're just constantly absorbing information around them right so i mean maybe that part of that absorption is their whatever sensory organs are just stepped up a you know cranked up to 11 
and they just pick up on things that once you grow out of that stage, you just don't see or feel or, you know, anything anymore. Maybe baby teeth have little ghost antennas. And when you lose your baby teeth, they, uh, I don't know. So, and like in the movie, The Guardians, where um, Tooth Fairy has to save all the baby teeth because they hold your memories. And that's how Jack got his power, like his origin story. Oh, really? I've never seen that. It is such really? a good movie. That's a really good animated movie, actually. It really is. It was really underrated. And apparently it comes from a uh, book series, which I have yet to read. It is on um, my wish list. But yes, that is one of the major plot points of the movie. And now I want you to go and watch it. I might and I will to. not spoil any more. Yeah, no, seriously, go watch it. Everyone listening, it even if this gets edited out, go watch it. Yeah, Rise of the Guardians. No, but going back to that age range, and I guess I'll start with some of my personal stories here. Probably the hottest spot, and it, it goes back to, if you guys remember the episode we did and we talked about how brought up the topic of certain locations, me being drawn to and revisiting in dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, wasn't one of them your old backyard? Yeah, one was my old backyard. The other was at my grandmother's old house in Lake Charles. So... At the ditch. Yeah, the back. The, the, so the ditch was in Lafayette and my grandmother's house in Lake Charles. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's almost like the two locations are almost like a yin and yang in how, I guess, the positive or negative response my brain has to them. So it's more of a, a positive feeling when it comes to the dreams at my house in Lafayette near the ditch. And it's a lot more negative and bad feelings at my grandmother's house. And it's not that it has nothing to do with my grandmother or anything like that. It's just something about that location. Something was darker there to me and it, it never felt good. You know what I mean? Like I love being at my grandmother's house, but is there a very specific spot in that house that just has a, a dark energy to me? And, and kind of the reason I wanted to do this episode now is because a few nights ago I had a dream and it's like in my dream, I was, even though the house isn't there anymore, the house wasn't there in my dream, but just the very specific spot in the house that freaked me out as a kid, that exact location in the vacant lot now was drawing me into it. Ugh. Not like in a warm and inviting way and more of like a malicious way. And it's just, trying to get me to go there in the dream. Gross. Yeah, so it's really weird. And like, so whatever, it's a dream. Dreams happen. Yeah, that, that, that's really creepy. <laughs> it is. So the main door we would enter from the carport or whatever went straight into a laundry room. And then if you would turn right from there, it would go into the main portion of the house. But if you went straight through the laundry room, it went to a door to the room with the water heater. And then that went through another door to my grandmother's bedroom. And there's something about that area where the water heater was. Like the whole time, every time I visited that house, it's like you can almost put a radiating circle around that water heater room. And as the closer you got to it, just the more scared I was of it. Hmm. And yeah, and and I uh, we moved away from Lake Charles whenever I was six. So yeah, it would have been in the age range of four, five, six years old, is probably four or five is when I was like the most uncomfortable 
in that area of the house. Was it freestanding or was it like tucked away in like a closet? It, it, it was almost just like a small room just in the, you know, the back of the house. It, it was, the layout of the house was honestly a little weird because it was added on to multiple times. Oh, okay. um, but it was almost like, imagine just like the back, you know, six feet or six or eight feet of the house is just kind of like a strip of halls and rooms with, you know, one being a laundry room, the other being a water heater room. And then the rest of it is going to my grandmother's bedroom. But what was weird and the thing that stands out most to me about that room was there was just this chair kind of in that back corner. And I was at like just a normal little table with a makeup mirror and everything else where, you know, I guess my grandmother did her makeup and stuff on the back side of that room. But it was just like a generic, you know, chair with like a circle part you sit on made of whatever crappy plastic vinyl stuff with just like the thin kind of like brass wiring kind of curved design on the back of it. It's nothing special, just a really generic thing. But that chair just freaked me out. It's something about that specific chair hmm. in that area of the house. I don't know. Like I, I didn't, I never wanted to go near it. So fast forward to, I don't remember. It was whenever my brother bought his house, they, uh, they were moving in. And I went to help him paint the house. Well, their bathroom from the previous owner had an identical freaking chair uh, to the one that was at my grandmother's house. Oh no! As an adult, I couldn't go near that chair. It wasn't the same chair, but it looked like it. That chair freaked me out so much as a kid. I couldn't go near it as an adult. It's weird. And like for no real reason. No reason at all. No reason other than the water. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to. Throw no reason other there. than the fact that it was haunted. You know, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, gotta watch out for those haunted water heaters. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. That's true. We got water. Right? You know me here. I'm trying to tie the water in here. Man. It was all around the water. But it's the weirdest thing. And like I've said, is every time I revisit this location in my dream, because it's a common place I revisit, it's never strong positive emotions. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. Hard to explain. Well, I can sort of relate to this because in my grandparents' house, and this is less serious because it was probably like a goofy reason why I was scared, but they had a long, dark hallway. The lights were never on in the hall and not a lot of sunlight came in through those rooms. So it was always a real dark hallway. And basically you'd walk in through the dining room and then into the kitchen. And usually you'd either go to the bathroom at the first door or on the right side would be the living room. But all the way at the end of the hallway, you could just very faintly see a picture of the Pope at the very end of the, the hallway. So the as Pope? a kid, you just see this ghostly face in the darkness. <laughs> and I've always hated like to of the last Pope day. John I, Paul II. <laughs> exactly. To the last day that I went in that house in my life, I always had to turn the light on or I walked very fast or ran before <laughs> I went down that hallway. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, stuff sticks with you like that from being a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jeremy's uh, said that the property is basically an open field now where yeah, he was it's, scared of. It's overgrown with trees um, now and thick undergrowth, but it's vacant. Yeah, so it's a vacant lot. And it's somewhere between like Lake Charles and basically that we would pass it next time we, we went to Louisiana. And so I offered, I was Googling on like Amazon and all, 
you know, those little like temperature readers, looking into ghost hunting equipment. I'm like, we can stop there. He's like, absolutely not. I refuse. I'm never going there again. I'm like, come on, man. I would visit in the daytime. I wouldn't go there No, nothing happens during the day. I don't know. Maybe if it were like all of us, I'd consider it. But like, dude, just like me or just me and Brittany. You don't don't know, man. Like I could protect you from the ghosts. It's, I don't know. It's, it's really bad vibes over there. Yeah. And my extra good vibes will cancel them out. (laughs) Here's the thing is I, I really do consider myself a fairly positive person. And I do feel like I do emanate somewhat of a positive energy, but dude, something about that location, my positivity just can't keep up with the negativity there. It's, there's something about it. It's kind of like what we felt in Gallup, like just a negative association there. It's oppressive. Yeah. Mm. I was saying it's still like, still reaches out to me. You know, that's the fucking weird thing. It's clawing at you. It wants me there. And that's what scares me the most, I think. I'm going to go to that spot. I'm going to cleanse the shit out of it. It'll be fine. (laughs) Oh yeah. I forgot to mention that. Uh, When we're talking about Levi's ghost friend, it finally got to a point. I was tired of hearing about it. So we bought Sage and me and Levi went around with burning Sage saying, get out ghost, get. And we ran the whole house. And ever since then, he hasn't talked about it. Oh, well, there you go. You just got rid of him. (laughs) Get out ghosts. Go get ghost. (laughs) It It was fun. It was a good bonding moment. Exercising demons. Love it. Y'all should definitely stop out there with like an EVP recorder or something. He won't let me. I'm honestly afraid that it may like break something in me that like. (laughs) So like, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, bring bring Levi and make him do it. Levi is scared of the outside right now. Yeah, no, that's a whole separate issue. He's scared of Louisiana in general. Oh, who isn't? (laughs) Yeah. But, but ghosts go against everything I actually really believe as far as my views on the afterlife and stuff. Like I am a skeptic by nature. I don't genuinely believe a lot of this exists. Sorry. But, but what if I go there and something happens that changes that? And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to find out in the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I get devoured by my family demon, it kind of is the worst way. I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I'm just interested to see if maybe I feel something out there. I won't though. Yeah, because you've you've never really had a pull toward anything paranormal. Have no. you? Mm-mm. No. And see, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Jeremy. Like, I don't necessarily believe a lot of it. There's a lot of like hope in me just because I like weird shit. But I feel like the day that I would actually experience something that I can't explain some kind of way, you know, like yeah. In the lighthouse, like, go back and listen if y'all haven't listened to this. Um, the la- the giggling that we caught, there were three giggles that I can't explain because there were no kids on that tour. But in the back of my head, I'm still thinking to myself, but there might have been somebody laughing. You know, it might have just been a person laughing. So it still doesn't freak me out that much. You know, or there but- was a ghost giggling into your microphone. Yeah. And that. Honestly, it's kind of what I lean toward because nobody else heard it except for me with the headphones, which was hearing directly from the microphone. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I, I talked about this to Brandy off the podcast, but since we're talking about it again, the fact that it got recorded and you could hear it pretty well, but you could not hear my sister-in-law, Heidi, that means it was closer and louder to the microphone than she was. That's actually a very fair point. So 
in all of your recordings, there wasn't a lot of background noise. From no, like any you other could hear people. like loud echoing noises, but that sounded like it was directly at the mic. You know, like uh, that. Yeah. It 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 must have been next to the mic, and that's yeah, what I, confuses me because you couldn't hear Heidi. Yeah. No, I hadn't considered that. Um, we never heard people in the background chit chatting, but that giggle yeah. was clear as day. Yeah, three times. But we're also talking about. I mean, could it be operating on a different frequency? Does the does the afterlife happen on a different level that we don't understand? I mean, if it exists, yeah, I I would say so. I I feel like there's a reason EVP exists, and you don't hear it with your naked ears all the time. <laughs> naked yeah, yeah. I like my naked ears. Mine wear jackets and no, mine wear jackets in the winter. Never nude ears. <laughs> so I would like to correct a statement I had made a few moments ago um, where I said Brittany hasn't encountered anything paranormal. And that's not entirely true because she did have one story about herself. Um, so in the messenger group, before we started under oh, Brittany's name, are you I sent, tell it or should I? You're going to tell it, but I'm saying I sent, I'm setting you up, setting you up. Well, I could set myself up. But uh, I had sent a picture through the messenger. Or Brittany did. Oh, I don't know drawing. if you saw it. The drawing. Now Brittany's going to take yeah, over. Yeah, there's something really creepy oh, yeah. about that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it immediately weirded me out when I saw it. All right. Hello. I'm going to tell my story now. Yeah, so this is my story. So, like I said, I've never seen a ghost or heard strange things. Um, still pretty salty about that. Now, Jeremy had asked about locations that make me feel uncomfortable. And the one that always sticks out in my mind that makes me feel the most uncomfortable, it's probably, I've been in like my grandmother's house where her mother's room, my mama, always feels a little cold to me, not in a temperature way. It's just, it, the area feels cold, but it it's not an uncomfortable on our, our uneasy feeling I get from this room. But there is a location that made me feel just vastly uncomfortable and like I needed to get away almost to the point where it frightened me. So my mother's friend had uh, two daughters. The oldest one, who is much, much older than me, was my mother's godchild. And she would be my babysitter. But she had a younger sister who was maybe one or two years older than me. And they had a bedroom, or I think the younger one had a bedroom. And I had been in that room a couple of times, but I remember right before they were going to move out of state, I guess my mom wanted to go visit them one last time. Maybe she was even helping her move. I don't really remember because I was young, probably uh, like five-ish years old. And I was playing with the younger daughter. Um, But this time it felt different because in their house, you would enter... And it would be a living room area, then into a kitchen area that was a turn to the left. And the kitchen area faced, like Peter said, kind of a long, dark hallway that I remember, right? Well, the first door was the younger daughter's room. And then there were rooms down the hall. There was like two or three other rooms. But my little kid brain doesn't remember those because the first room was a little girl's room, which I had been playing in. And I remember this time I was either going to go to her room or we were going to go to a room farther down the hall. But when I went to pass 
in front of the open door to her room, something immediately grabbed my attention and I whipped my head. So it was on the, like the, on my left side and I looked into the room and the room had the like, I guess, ni- 1990s, early checkered board, black and white tile linoleum set up. And on the right side was a closet and on the left side was a bed. And then there was like toys and stuff, but right across from the door was some sort of toy chest. And above that was a window, but I felt a dread when I looked across the room and it felt like underneath the toy chest was just this dark black void that had a pull to it. And it's almost, if this would have been a cartoon or an anime, it would have like elongated and distorted the perspective of the room to make it seem even longer than it was. And like the edges of the image were fading. And it's just like that very dark, intense blackness at the very underneath of where this toy chest was, was just pulling and sucking and drawing. And I felt fear and like this, anxious pit in the gut of my stomach and I became immediately terrified of this room and I refused to go anywhere set foot in it and I never went back down that hall I guess I went probably cry to my mom or like go in another part of the house because I'm usually pretty brave but I was not going to enter that room at all for any reason that day it just immediately turned my stomach that's Yeah, I don't like that. That gives me anxiety. So I did my best to try to like try to explain it to Jeremy, but I did my best to try to uh, like recreate that image uh, in a little drawing for Peter. Yeah. So Brittany, didn't you say that like you were talking to me about it, that later in life you've had dreams that have brought you back to that same location with that same pool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even had, I had a couple of dreams where it really bring me back to the moment where I was looking down a dark hall. And again, it's, it's very just dream and distorted and also time distorted. I was very young when it happened. So it's like, everything's longer than it would have been and narrower and distorted and just very Tim Burton, like wonderland. Yeah. I'm definitely picturing like, um, Beetlejuice, when yes, everything yes. starts getting crazy with the wedding. Yeah, where the perspective isn't uh-huh. quite right. Like everything's shot with a wide angle lens. Yes, exactly. Fish-eyed lens, wide angle lens, all the perspectives are very odd. And it's a couple of dreams where it's normally me walking and turning and just facing parallel to this, not really the toy chest itself, but that very thin bar under where it would be. And one time when I was little, I imagined in the dream there was like red-eyed wolves or something like under there growling at me. It was very unsettling. So this was a real place, but you also dream about it? Yes, it was a real place and a real incident that happened. However, since it's happened, my brain keeps like morphing it in dreams occasionally. So it's hard to recall what exactly the situation that put me in that triggered all of this about it. Weird. For a I don't remember. So who knows? Maybe she, maybe she was an older kid, and one of them said something to me to like mess with my head or something, or to kind of get me scared or whatever. 
little kids do that. I don't Were know. Were you by I any just, chance recently watching the movie Little Monsters? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've seen that movie. She, she, no, she hasn't seen Little Monsters. Oh man, that so in that movie, just for reference, since you haven't seen it, anything that anybody sleeps under becomes a bed in that world, and that means monsters can come out from the underworld out of it. So, like, if somebody falls asleep on the floor, you could potentially crawl in and out of the underworld through there. No, but my take when she told me about this story was the freaking checkered tiles, because as I said, and it was either the last episode of the one before that, checkered styles freak me out too. Well, that's what I originally thought the drawing was about. No. Because I remember you saying that. No. So like automatically like, yeah, Brittany, your story's scary because of the tiles alone. Yeah. Jeremy's like, screw this place. It was like the black sucking void, like image focus is in the toy chest but i was trying to emphasize how the black tiles in front of it the closer you are to the center looking in to where under the toy chest is is the darkest and everything else distorts the farther you go from that visual point kind of like peter said in a wide angle lens type way yeah and i also Um, see that the uh under the chest is darker than any dark spot on the floor you do have my permission to put this wonderfully artistic interpretation. Can you sign it so that it's worth more? Uh, up for your viewers who are going to be wondering, like, what the hell kind of picture are y'all looking at right now? Yeah, we're going to put that on a shirt. Hey, we could. If anybody wants it as a shirt, let us know. So, Brittany, which room was your uh, great-grandmother's room? Oh, my mom's room? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, it's the... If you, uh, it's the blue one behind the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. I've So in the hall, it's the right one. That room always felt a little cold to me. Like not in a sense where I would feel chilly in there. It's just the atmosphere is cold. If that makes more sense. Yeah. No, I've never, I've never felt anything weird in that room. It, the room I would, I'm pushed away from the least in that house would be your aunt Dawn's room. It's just interesting that you'll talk about rooms like this. Like, I don't know if I have one, a, a room that's, that has a negative draw, but I, as a child, I remember being drawn to a room in my grandma in Shreveport's house. They had a, another son. Uh, I want to say his name was Dennis, and and he died in a an accident on the, the way to work. Uh, actually, not far from the front of the house, he was on the way to work and mm. you know got hit by a car. So as a child, the room that used to be his room, it never changed a whole lot. Like the the bed was still in there. Like his bed that he would have slept in was still in there. Some of his things were still in there. Like, yeah, the rest of the room was used a little bit. Like my grandpa had a desk there. But like for some reason, like I always felt this strange draw to the room. Like it felt almost like, I don't want to say friendly, but like... Inviting? Yeah, in a way, inviting. Like a, like a strange draw. It sounds like maybe he was inviting you in... Yeah, like there was pictures mm-hmm. on the wall that he drew. And for some reason, like when I would go to my grandma on Shreveport's house, like I would sit everywhere in the house, right? So like I'd sit in the living room, sit in the kitchen, sit, do all these different things. But like I never felt like I wanted to draw or try to learn to draw unless I felt like I was pulled to that room and then sitting in front of his pictures or at his desk, like felt like I wanted to draw or figure oh, wow. out how to draw better. Like it was, um, it's a, 
it's a weird experience to try to explain. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't and know, uh, that's actually really words. cool. Um, it, I mean, it does make you wonder if his essence was in there just reaching out to you to to push you to, you know, do things that he loved that you kind of had an interest in as well. Or to connect with you. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a strange experience. Can you tell me about your age range when you felt these things? So I was trying to think of that too. I was on the younger side, I would probably say. I, I mean, uh, not as young as, you know, the four and five range where we talk about where some of these experiences start to stop. I'd say I was probably between the ages of five yeah. to 10, somewhere in that range. A little bit older, but not in the teen years yet. Like So probably like right before we knew you. Yeah, probably. I was probably yeah. around five. Is that when you first started drawing the guy with the nail going in his head with the hammer? No, but that is when I like the the strange way I drew. Used to draw cowboy hats. Like that's when I figured out. Like feel like yeah. I learned how to draw it that way. So a, a like, ghost yeah. taught you how to draw cowboy hats. Was, I I don't want to say that, but like I almost feel like it came from that that Roman. Like I used to. So I used to be brought to Shreveport, and I'd spend like you know, a good bit of time there. He'd always go hang out with his cousins in Shreveport. Always. Yeah. So, I mean, there was always different things that happened there, but yeah, I definitely feel like there was a strange draw to that room. So that's basically the only paranormal instance I would say that I had. Um, but I've never seen a ghost and or heard a ghost and that's still kind of just, maybe I want it too bad because maybe. even my brother uh, apparently had a paranormal experience uh, he's four years younger than I am. And apparently after my great grandma died, he was uh, having a sleepover with my grandmother. Um, we actually live on the same property. So there our houses are just like in front of each other. It's just a short walk. So whenever we could, we would just walk up front and go sleep at Omos house basically. Well, apparently um, when you enter through the back where our house is from, you enter through the dining room and there's a sm like a very open, it's very open concept for how old the house is. And she said she wanted to be able to see the whole house. So you can see directly into the living room from the dining room through a, hu through a huge opening in the wall. And then basically the same thing to your right is the kitchen. And right on that wall is a wooden rocking chair that my great grandmother used to rock in every day. Hmm. Um, one Easter in 1998, she uh, fell while we were at church. She broke her hip. Uh, my mom all worked at the nursing home. So she said it basically came to the fact where like, I'm at the nursing home already. I can't be here to take care of you. I'm gonna put you in the nursing home. And she said her mom hated that. And soon after she died, which happens a lot. It even happened to like Jeremy's grandmother. So my mama passed away a couple of years after my brother was born. He was very young when this happened, apparently, but he was sleeping at my mama's house and he wanted to walk through the opening from like where you would go around from the living room to the L shape to get through the dining, the kitchen. And that was passing where mama's rocker was because that was her spot. Apparently when he got to like that little intersection in the dining room, he saw her stand up from the rocking chair. They made eye contact and then she just fell back into the floor. Weird. Is what he told my mama. That's strange. That mama fell into the floor 
And he, she was like, what? And he, my, now I'm her, hearing this from like my mama's perspective. Apparently she asked and he, she said, he, my brother told her that mama was wearing a purple dress and my mama buried her mom in a lavender, like movish purple dress. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So for all our non-Cajuns, I just want those other. Mama yeah, my is grandmother. your grandmother and mama and yeah, I, I thought I interchanged those. Like, I'm going to start off with grandmother and then I'm going to switch to what's more comfortable because I keep, cannot stick with grandma. It just doesn't feel right in the mouth. No, no, no. You're good. The, uh, I was just throwing that out there. Um, I was following you, but I don't know if our non cadence were. Mewe, good job. <laughs> good job there, Jonathan. For, t- for telling them, letting them know. Thank you, hey. <laughs> Me. Y'all lucky I didn't bring up my grand. <laughs> Or the gris gris, or the tanti, <laughs> or the lutin, or a rougarou, or a nonk. Oh, my nonk. You met my nonk? You know him. He's good people, him. All right, meeting, sorry. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Um, so my grandmother that lived in Lake Charles, I called her Momo, but my grandmother in Indiana... I called her grandma. Yeah, that's how I was too. I had one mama and one grandma. Oh, I just had <laughs> mama in Shreveport and mama down the Peter, for you, the one you called mama, were you closer to her than grandma? Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of how it was in, for me too. And I think it but, probably has to do with like the ones that live around here versus the ones that aren't from here. Perhaps. Because my grandparents that I called grandma and grandpa, they they were from like elsewhere and yeah. ended up here. <laughs> Oh, Tisha. Lash pa la patat, Monet. Lash pa la patat. Okay, bye. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> May, you never heard lash pa la patat? It means, it means don't drop the potato. <laughs> Jeremy, with the amount of times that I make a ragu patat oh, for you and you don't know what a patat is, I you posh patat. Lash pa la patat. <laughs> what a patat is. I just don't know what it has to do with children and ghosts. <laughs> So, Jeremy, you have any other stories about kids? And What's hilarious is that if you hear from people that listen to our podcast that are not Southern, they crack up at how Southern y'all sound. Southern? <laughs> I am they are not going to know what to Midwestern. do with this. If we leave any of this in, they are not going to know what to do with themselves. They're going to be like, oh, my God, you remember the frog prints and that little okay. lightning bug? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Y'all, y'all realize what we just did. It's a version of like code switching because we've, I've apparently never had a accent or spoke flat like our families Same. down the bayou. Same. But especially when I'm around my mama, I may I code switch and then I'm talking like this when I'm talking to my mama and I get really excited yeah. and my, my tongue just goes flat in my mouth. And I talk yeah. about being down the bayou all the time and making a ruga patat. Yep. No, she's in her grandmother's house for five minutes. She starts speaking alligator. I just don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the Rugaru. He's my Padnaya. That's actually my favorite part. What part? The the princess and the frog. Whenever he, whenever uh, Raymond, he comes out and he says, Oh, may y'all from Shreveport? (laughs) I cackled. Cackled so loud. Go to bed. You from Shreveport? <laughs> yeah. Because he's talking about being from the north. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and from yeah. a land far, far away. A land, far, a land from far, like far north. And he goes, go to bed. You from Shreveport? 
poof. We went to a late showing. There wasn't a lot. It was like after eight o'clock showing and I cackled at that joke. And Jeremy looked at me. He's like, why are you so loud? Because that joke, hilarious. They did their research. Oh, Shreveport, yeah. almost not Louisiana. Not too far north. It was pretty much a different country up there. Shreveport is South Arkansas. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a different. It's not Louisiana. Uh, but to answer your question earlier, Peter, uh, I'm trying to think if I had any other personal experiences to talk about. And if I did, I had forgotten about them through our conversations. <laughs> so I'll remember them tonight. <laughs> Is there any other examples you want to talk about that you can think of? Well, I was trying to think of like examples in pop culture because I mean, there are definitely movies and stuff like that. And then I was thinking earlier, I I may catch heat for this one being that we're a paranormal podcast. I've never watched, um, God, see, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Describe it. Nope, I'm going to think of the name. Poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> Ch- children with the ant races. Yep. Does anybody besides us three know what the Ant Races is? <laughs> yeah, anyone from no, the No, Ant Races is the static channel. Okay. Yeah. It was not just static. If you watched it long enough, there was stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, if you watch the Ant Races on HBO, sometimes you can see a nipple. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Showing our age with that. You were not a 13-year-old boy. You wouldn't understand. I was a 13-year-old girl, <laughs> and I was re- I was reading fan fiction. Um. Today, though, I was reading on Facebook and I was scrolling and I stumbled upon something that actually pertains to your conversation today, Jeremy, where my work bestie, my work wife, um, was hanging out with, I think, her daughter and a relative, probably a nephew. She posted the funniest quotes the two said of the day and her daughter, adorable. The boy, though, apparently told her, you know, I've been dead once. I was poisoned and there was no doctor. <laughs> Hold on. Let's not just skip over that. So <laughs> are we talking about a past life possibly? That sounds like it, like a reincarnation yeah. memory. Yeah. To my knowledge, in this life, the child has not been poisoned to death. No. As mm-hmm. he is still alive. Yeah. He's not dead. I don't think she poisoned him. And I feel like you would have gotten immediate medical attention. True, true. So I was thinking a premonition at first, but that's not premonition. That's uh, reincarnation. Reincarnation. There's yeah, such, it's reincarnation. There's such crazy stories that come out of that. And I think I've referenced the girl from India before. I feel like I also referenced her. We talked yeah, about that together. I, well. Yeah, we've talked about the girl from India that, that knew her husband. That story is insane. There's young men, young boys that remember being on battleships back in World War II. I mean, there's some crazy stories that come from past life, things like that. I see Brandy typing something. Why kids? Why that age? We don't know. Psychiatry version is, I guess they think that because kids are so imaginative, they, they kind of mix up f- fantasy and reality. And I get that. That's an that's a nice, neat way to tie it, to put a bow on it, tie it up. Imagination. I get it. I do. Well, how about this? Maybe are ghosts targeting kids because kids can see them? I think it's because kids have more energy. Yeah. I mean, kids are a a bottomless pit of energy. That's true. I mean, if you've ever been around a cot kid, you know this. Yeah. And what is it that ghosts or spirits are attracted to? Energies. So, I mean, it only makes sense. Well, it's like Brandy said one time too, like, you know, adults get stressed out 
And, you know, kids aren't stressed out. Kids live in the moment. They're, they're there. They're not worried about the bills. They're not worried about if the water gets cut off. They're, you know. They're worried about the ghost. Yeah. Why is Frank in my room all of a sudden and what's he doing? Yeah, we're not having a sleepover tonight. I have school in the morning. Why are you here? Yeah. I mean, as parents, we beat it out of our children almost to say, yeah, you didn't see that. That's not, that's not the case. Hey, don't worry about how you felt. That's, that's not a normal feeling. Don't feel that way. Don't worry about that. You know, we almost beat that sense out of them. Was that what I supposed to do? Because I wanted the deets on whatever ghost might like. What does he look like? How old is he? Um, my kid, I don't remember all the answers. I should have written them down. He had an answer for like everything. I think that guy had a beard, but his dad has a beard. So I'm not saying that all parents do it. I'm saying that most of the time. As a society. Yeah, as society, that's what we would do. I mean, we vanquished the ghost together. Uh, so I think that's, I don't know what that counts as. Uh, but y'all didn't have to. He wasn't a, he, he wasn't a bad ghost. Well, here's the thing. I've, I've watched enough ghost television shows on the, um, ID. what is it on travel channel to know that you don't invite ghosts into your home because that opens up the door for even more ghosts. And just because this ghost is nice, doesn't mean that the next ghost you let in is. You just don't want freeloading ghosts is all I hear. They, okay. If they're not paying rent, they need to go. True. True. Times are tough nowadays. It's- Brandy's just on the messenger. She won't do a Ouija board. I would absolutely do a Ouija board. And, and then I, I think ha- we should do one together. Hannah won't let us do it at this time. <laughs> yeah. At, at, my, at my family property. Let's go do a Ouija board in the woods. Um. Yeah. We would never come out. We'd go missing. No, nah, I'd be fine. You'd be fine. Everybody would live. I'll fly down for a Ouija board session. Me and Jonathan will take the coordinates. We will go at 3 a.m. of the oh witching gosh, hour. You will die. You will die. No, Jonathan's with me. Yeah, I mean, we'll be I'm fine. I'm spooky. We'll be fine. We've got night vision goggles. We'll get the temperature reader. That Apparently, a lot of ghost um, hunters use these light-up cat balls now. Peter and Brandy have cats. We should give them some. I like garlic. We'll bring extra garlic. Mm. Garlic has to do with ghosts. That's vampires, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Wrong. Hannah is sitting over here trying to tap in on a story. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I want Hannah's stories. So <laughs> let's talk to Hannah. Oh, first of all, we haven't heard her voice on All right, thing. muting, muting. Let's talk to Hannah. Bye. Oh, she's shaking her head like, no, she's not talking. Um, <gasps> everybody knows that we're having the twins and, you know, Hannah's pregnant. So maybe pregnant women have a different sense too. So I think I've heard something like that before, actually. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I don't know if I've referenced this story or not. Um, she just brought it back up, though. Um, so she was in the kitchen just doing her thing. She, you know, she's listening to her Alexa. It sits right down the, the counter, listening to music, doing dishes, just hanging out. And she turns to put something in the dishwasher to, you know, turn into the right. There's the doorway in front of her. And she sees two guys standing there, just boom, right there. And she's like, the no. And and she like, she kind of panics. She turns and then turns back and doesn't see him. She says she checked the house and, you know, walked around the house, didn't see anything. The front door was locked. The back door wasn't. But, you know, there was no way for them to leave. Um, so leading up to it, our fire alarm in the house had been going off randomly. I say fire alarm, smoke alarm. The smoke alarm in the house would just randomly go off. Like it would 
all of a sudden, uh, here's the smoke alarm is just blaring out of nowhere. You know, you pull it off the wall, you pull the batteries out, let it reset, put it back on the wall. A couple hours later or the next day, it's going off again. And I thought, okay, this thing's malfunctioning, bad batteries, something. Well, the thing is, is the last time it happened and the last time I pulled the batteries out of it and put the batteries back in and put it back on the wall, that was, what, four months ago, five months ago now? I didn't change the batteries. But since her seeing those two guys, it hasn't gone off again. Yeah, you need some sage up in there. You get them ghosts out. What would you say the guys look like? Were they... I'm trying to put the mic in front of her so she can talk. <laughs> yeah, I know. A little, a little bit. Just, can you tell us bit. just real quick what you think the guys look like? Like chainmail armor, leather armor. Like, are we saying knights in shining armor? Light mail. Like old battle armor. Obsidian. Mithril. Mithril. <laughs> Shiny metal armor. Well, hell, I thought they were damn men in black, like trench coat guys the first time <laughs> yeah, you yeah, described yeah. them. Okay, so apparently they were men in shining armor. Gold-plated armor, iron armor, like steel. What what kind of armor? How, how shiny was this armor? Is that we're talking like conquistadors? Like, uh, yeah, conquistadors. the Spanish and they did. She said it was very mm-hmm. quick, but it was it was a type of armor. Is all I'm getting over. Armor. I don't know. We're not around well, anything like that. I mean, we're in the middle of Georgia. Uh, the the Spanish landed in Florida well, and then they yeah. traveled to through. If we're going down that route, I live on the lake. I mean, the lake is water about 250 yards, if that, from the house. The lake has a waterfall section. Um, I don't know. Maybe if you drew a straight line, maybe 500 yards from the house. My question is, is she sure it was like a shiny metal armor? Could it have been like like a fireman's garb? She said, so she's saying that the, the overall initial feeling, which I guess, you know, anybody seeing two men in their house, like initially, she, yes, she got scared. But the overall feeling of it is she's saying that it felt more of like more of a positive presence. More of a protection, maybe. Yeah, more of a protection, more of a positive, more of a, she's saying almost like an angel vibe, more, more mm. versus like a, something that was meant to do harm vibe. What about, I just sent a picture. Was the armor like that? This is a Spanish conquistador that visited Georgia. I'm curious to know if the ghost of Hernando de Soto. Did you put my great, great, great ex-grandfather up there? No, it's Hernando de Soto. Oh. She's saying she didn't think so. Uh, I was hoping the famous conquistador explorer was protecting you. Could it, could it, could the armor have been like a fireman's outfit? Like this protective fire suit? (laughs) Because of the, the fire alarm? It's it's definitely weird. Like, I I do remember the day that it happened, and she, you know, called me a little shaken. She's like, "Just stay on the phone with me while I look through the house." She's, you know, she was definitely creeped out. Mm. Out of curiosity, wait, was she pregnant when this happened? You were, yeah, yeah. This would have been back in probably March. Did you know it was twins at the time? I'm just curious to know if there's a connection between having. Two ghosts show up and two babies inside of your belly. That Maybe. is an interesting concept. One, one, one protector for each child. Yeah, what each each kid had a pet ghost. <laughs> Aw, I want a pet ghost. Like a ghost puppy. Yeah, but ghost. when your twins start doing weird, creepy things, you need to document it. I will have to definitely do that. 
that, I mean, twins are already have their own creepy little. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're gonna you know, they're gonna come out the womb speaking like their own language to each other that you won't understand. The language, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Well, she's saying I'm not experimenting on the babies, but I didn't experiment. I'm saying. It's not an experiment. It's taking data. It's scientific documentation mm-hmm. for science. We're just documenting what happened. Also known as an experiment. Some like heavenly Diablo <laughs> oh, so angel armor. Okay. Some, some, some heavenly. That doesn't look like a conquistador. There goes my theory. Yeah. That's Zephyrmore armor. That looks like a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> I love a holy armor. Yeah. My my kid had a pet ghost. Jonathan's kids got pet ghosts. That's it. <laughs> About to get Peter and Brandy some little like light up cat balls so that her cats can have pet ghosts. Uh, we have enough cats. We don't need ghost cats. Ghost cats. Ghost cats are the worst cats. Just knock shit off your shelves. That's <laughs> yeah, it. that's how stuff just falls. Then you blame it on your real cats. We have socials. Yeah, check us out on all the socials. You know them. Go join up our Facebook fan page. Hey, when this episode airs, will we still have the voting on the rap competition? Or will that be wound up by the time this drops? Um, No, go vote. Go vote, vote now. We only got a few votes on it so far. So. Don't forget to send in your personal supernatural stories. Yeah, Please send do. Send in your stories. Tell us about your children and their ghosts. Please tell us about your children's pet ghosts. Mostly just the ghosts. I, I don't really care about your children. Ooh, and if anybody has like a pet ghost, like a dog ghost or a cat ghost, send those in too. Like Casper, we definitely want your stories. So reach out, get us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We've got TikTok. You can reach us pretty much anywhere. Stories we got to read. Maybe we might just call Brittany on for, for reading from now on. <laughs> She's a lot more animated and sounds a whole lot better than me reading these stories than me stumbling okay, through. Okay, well, I guess that will be fine. If y'all could read and pronounce Chapatulis, y'all go Google that word. Y'all could not find it if you tried. <laughs> so what we're saying is it's always better for you to send in an audio story if you prefer. <laughs> then you don't have to listen to us stumble through the pronunciation. From... Anyways, get us the stories. We want to hear from y'all. You're our strangers, and we're here for the stories. Yep. Y'all stay strange. Build the community. Later, strangers. Later, Later. strangers. Bye. Ain't nothing sweeter than the listeners of Jonathan, Jeremy, and Peter.